0: What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
1: This is Jason Wygant. You're not listening to Podcast Podcast. This is like at least third or fourth best Moto X Pod Show.
2: Still here, and we're back again for the no- another episode of the Moto X-Pod show. This week, it's episode 156. We got Ryan Brees and Carter Halpain on. Uh, you guys probably remember Carter. I had to, unfortunately, reschedule that last week because of some technical difficulties, but new laptop should be going good. Um, it's going to be a good show tonight, even though the world is absolutely insane. I'm not going to get into it too much. I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing about it. We've uh, Lots of other shows have talked about it. I'm sure we'll get into it with our guests a little bit, but uh, yeah, in this intro, we're just going to move right along. I want to thank our title sponsor, Torque One Racing, for providing high-quality, economical performance parts. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com for grips, pegs, handlebars, shifters, brake pedals, and more. Johnny and Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry, so follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as uh, last week, the <clears throat> excuse me, the winner of the Torque One Lock On Grips is at Hackney Two Two Four. Uh, I reached out to you on Instagram and haven't heard back yet. So please get back with me and I'll ship those things out. If I don't hear from you in about a week, I will have to pick another winner. Uh, I'd also like to thank Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, a Cherubis, X-Brand Goggles, Works Wheels and Mods, Extreme Colors, and Williams Moto Works all on board the show taking care of things. Um, yeah, so that's going to be the intro not a lot else to really get into other than don't forget about the Aaron Smith ride day as of right now that is still on I am going through my notes trying to find the email real qu- or the uh, PayPal at Aaron it's aaron253 Smith at, at gmail.com I guess or Aaron 253 Smith at Gmail is the email address for PayPal if you guys want to help out Aaron uh, he's you know we, he's looking for a kidney transplant having kidney failure struggling. We're having the ride day for him March 29th at Oak Hill. That's still on. Hope to see some of you guys out there. Uh, Last thing, we picked a winner for our Fly Kinetic Youth Mesh gear. We drew a name out of all the emails, which we got a ton. That was awesome. And this time it's Katie Martin for her son, Hunter. So appreciate you listening, Katie. Hunter, that should be coming your way probably already. I ordered it yesterday, so maybe you'll have it by tomorrow. Anyway, we'll be right back with our first guest, Ryan Brees.
0: And if you don't use X-Brand, then f***
2: you. If
1: you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works.
2: Wait, wait, what what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then
0: contact Williams MotoWorks at 414-467-6199, or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner, or you can even email them at WilliamsMotoWorks, that's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X
2: at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better.
0: What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice straight out of Anticam. I'm here to tell you about Aturibus USA. For decades, Aturibus has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full-plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull factory KTM factory tile
3: hockey, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as stuff. All you got to do is go to
0: Achiribusa.com or call one 659 1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Padre Senya.
2: All right, first up, brought to you by Shock Socks. Shock Socks is the original and number one 10-second removal fork seal protector. No one likes replacing leaky fork seals, so ask your local dealer or go to burnmotorsports.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Shock Socks brings us the German Supercross champ from HEP Motorsports, Ryan Brees. What's up, dude?
3: Hey, man. How's it going?
2: It's going good. Going good. um, crazy, crazy times we're in right now, and, uh. Wanted to get you on and just kind of see where your head's at, man. Um, Your year's been improving, getting better, and then it just gets shut down right in the middle, man. What's that like?
3: It's a little tough. You know, I think it is for everyone in this world right now that we're we're in, but um, actually I had found a couple events that were taking a place that just local promoter, and um, I'm actually staying busy the next couple weeks, so that's a good thing.
2: Nice. Okay, that's good so yeah. as you were, what bike are you riding? You still on a Suzuki?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the HP Motorsport Suzuki. So.
2: Okay. I didn't know how that worked when it wasn't a supercross race, you know, like a failed race or whatever. So they're still helping support you. That's cool. Um, cause I mean, Ryan, you're not like a, a salary guy, right? You gotta, you gotta race to earn some money.
3: Yep. I completely have to stay on the bike. And if I'm not racing then I'm not earning money, that's pretty much what my, my contract is. So that's pretty cool. I mean, um, I do get some contingency, which does help me out with the team and and stuff like that, and stuff that's paid for. But no, I am not getting paid a salary. And <laughs> um, at times it's it's okay, just in the position that I'm at, because it, it just keeps me racing and, yeah. and keeps me in all opened arms to where like if I do find a vent, I'm going to hop in my van and I will drive there.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know,
3: so if it's reasonable, but at the same time, you know how it works. It's um it's a rough process.
2: Well, yeah. I I think a lot of these events are getting shut down. Like they just announced Freestone got shut down today, which was kind of sucks because it's such a late notice. And most of the, everybody was there already. Um, But a lot of these other races are, you know, I'm sure the, some of the arena cross series are probably shutting down and it's got to be stressful, man. Um, You know, where, where, like I asked you a minute ago, where's your head at? What do you, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Right now we're probably, they're saying four or five weeks and then, every day though it seems to change so there's no telling if supercross is even going to come back um how do you prepare for that what are your thoughts you know are you just going to keep trying to find these weekend races to make money or is there a long-term goal if this thing goes let's say three months
3: Uh, that's it's such a tough situation but for in my all my all eyes what i see is that you still got to keep on doing the daily thing of what you're doing you have to train until you you know what the what the real situation is going to be. You know, we're kind of like on standby right now. Yeah. But we're full on in training mode. I have taken a couple days off. Like I took Monday and Tuesday off just because I was traveling back home from the race. Funny, quick little story. So I landed Thursday, last Thursday in Indiana. We found out that they had suspended the series, postponed. I called the promoter of a different race in the Northwest that I had seen that was going on. It was like an $8,000 pro purse obviously they distribute it out so we're not getting that full eight grand if you win but mm-hmm. he said nope nope it's on and um i had my old lady mckenna she looked up the flights and was like okay you know what can we make this work it was a little under two two hundred bucks and uh we bought the flight and friday in the morning the team was like yeah if you if you got a suzuki let, let's go race it so we hopped on a flight like four in the morning <laughs> and it was an all-day flight to salt lake city then salt lake city to upper northwest and um we were, ended up racing that night and then also carried on to Saturday night and right when we were done we hopped in our hopped in Chris Howells man, he was there racing the event and I paid him a little bit of money to get us down back home in Southern California and that's pretty much how our weekend was. So in order to like, in order to answer your question correctly is that we're doing the same thing that we're doing. I'm looking for opportunities that's gonna help me keep going and keep making income. But at yeah. the same time it's like I can't I can't stop um being so motivated right now and, and especially where i was in, in the racing and, and the supercross making headway and trying to become like that that rider that is going to be paid for next year or something like that
2: yeah because you know i know in the beginning you, you struggled a little bit you know getting used to that bike and uh, but you know daytona which was brutal you got 18th i think you were 20th in points at, at the moment i believe um yes. what what were you finding throughout the last you know couple months that's made it what have you been improving on bike wise yourself what what are the steps you've taken so far
3: the main thing i think was just was pretty much the bike you know what i mean i mean yes i've been i've been trying to commute and balance out the structure of me finding the pace and then also being completely um, able to handle the bikes with that pace and as long as we're racing in the main events for the 20 minutes plus one i think that's really a big big goal big picture of it but we finally are gelling with with the shock and and the forks and everything like that and you guys know like the suzuki it's a little bit hard right now just because like i mean you know like the manufacturer was at a slump in a standstill i felt like and um it's a little bit difficult to ride that machine yeah but all in all we're finally clark with with knowing suspension we're just we're finding a balance where it's being able to to adjust to those rough tracks like of course Daytona you know you have to have a super rough setup but at the same time you want it to be a little soft but I think finally we're we're getting to an area where it's manageable and and we can be up there in the top 15 it's just I need to get a good start and find find my mental area where it's like you can run with those guys.
2: Yeah, it's it, I mean, Ryan, it, it it's just a matter of twisting the throttle a little bit more, dude. Come on, the bike does all the work.
3: I know it, huh? It's like <laughs> put the right hand to work. Let's go.
2: Yeah, twist it, bro. You you need the uh, you need the other the bigger power band is what you need. You need the the red one.
3: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. No, it's just that easy, man. I yeah. know it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wish, <laughs> so dude. Because
3: social, social media people tell me.
2: Oh yeah, the guys at work all the time. They're like, "I don't understand, man. The bike does it. Why are you tired? This bike does all the work. It just you just sit on it." Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You don't need any fitness or anything. No worries. Just hop on the bike. Yep.
2: yep. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and that's definitely. I finally got back on a bike a couple of weeks ago, and man, I was like three laps in, couldn't hold on. It's brutal. Um, you know,
3: it's it's so crazy that you know, and this is kind of a little touchy subject. Is we're now going to have the three, four, maybe six, eight weeks of rest or of off the bike and stuff like that, you know, hospitals are full. Yeah. We don't know. We don't really want to take the risk of like actually busting out motos and laughs every single day because the hospitals are full, you know, and, and it could be a factor where we go and hop on a bike. We can't wait too long though. Yeah. Or else we're going to be in that stage where it's like, okay, we can only do a couple days during the week because we're so tired where we need to be busting out three to four days on
2: the bike hadn't thought about that that but the hospital aspect of it yeah i mean i guess i actually brian deegan mentioned that a little bit last night on pulp he was talking about being at freestone and worried like you know if hayden went out and got hurt but i didn't really i didn't way too heavy on it right i didn't really i didn't think about it until you just said that but yeah that's that definitely is a factor in what you do day to day especially not knowing when things are going to if ever get back to normal
3: exactly that's the main thing for me and I we always have to take health at our first our first appearance the first risk you know and that it's kind of a dangerous aspect for us racing and and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know how I don't it's so crazy how these the PBR rodeo guys are are busting out weekend no audience um no fan base you know and, and they're still keep on going every single weekend. Oh, I didn't
2: know. I don't that. know.
3: I, I do think yeah, I do think it was a good call for for the organization that we are in to to kind of suspend or post- postpone because there's so many different <clears throat> um just so many different things that can happen where we could be at risk
2: sure yeah it's so it's insane i mean it's like i'm one of those guys i kind of just like try not to even think about it you know and just oh it's whatever everything go about it as normal but you just keep hearing these stories and you don't really know necessarily who to believe but you know and, and like i told my buddies like I, we've been talking shit at work, you know, all this toilet paper thing, it's retarded, or I shouldn't say retarded, it's a bad word now, but anyway, it's dumb that all the, the toilet paper's gone, but then it doesn't matter how dumb we think it is, we're still the idiots that don't have any toilet paper because we didn't go out and get any. So
3: it's like, exactly. There's no way to fluctuate what's going on here.
2: Yeah, yeah, you really just have to almost play along at this point, and I don't like that at all.
3: Yeah, it is. It's risky. Uh, I mean, we were just going to the store last night, and we see the line at Winco. So <laughs> do we hop in that thing, or do we just go elsewhere? And yeah. We took we took the to. I don't know if it's the high road or the low road, but we took the option of you know what? we're just driving by. We'll we'll find some toilet paper or bread, and or water, uh, at a different place at a different time.
2: Yeah, you got to hope it just all. It, man, all the stuff starts showing back up on the shelves. I just don't understand it. Um. How's McKenna handling it? She uh she's stressing.
3: You know, it's so crazy that you say that because she's the one where she's like the brave soul oh, nice. and and I'm I'm the worry warrior. I'm the <laughs> one who's freaking out like what are we going to do? Do we need to go back to our home state in Idaho? Yeah. I mean, and I, you know what I mean and I'm like consistently washing my hands, carrying Lysol wipes, every single doorknob I touch like Right. I don't know. It's just so scary. I've never been in this situation, but at the same time you do have like brave souls like that. So that's what school She's kinda of keeping me tame.
2: Nice. And
3: we're kind of just yeah, we're just playing it day by day to see what's up. I don't know, maybe I might do some training training schools with some kids like I was doing in the past during the summer. Okay. Um, and then and then also kinda of just finding these events that we can scope out. I know there's a couple there's just a couple local promoters that still are like yeah, we're holding on to our vents. So I'm trying to see what's next. Like I think there was one in Missouri, so we might hop in our van tomorrow and wow. and drive over there and race that. But
2: that is the privateer like, lifestyle right there, bro. It is.
3: <laughs> we do have we do have like a maximum distance though. If it's like thirteen hours yeah. or or more, I, I won't do it. Or if it's like, you know, if, I think that's around seven 800 miles. So, mean you got to think about it's 700 miles there. And then you still got to get back Sunday, 700 miles. So that's around, you know, 15, 1400 miles. That, that's a risk. But yeah. um, if it's anything lower than that, man, I'm on my way and I'll be racing.
2: That's awesome. All right. I want you to put your yeah. fan hat on right now. Okay. Um, championship, right? We got Eli and uh, Kenny very, very close in points. If you just as a fan, what's the what's the the ideal thing for you right now they end it as it is they you know originally we're talking about trying to squeeze a couple double headers in at vegas and salt lake or maybe even push back to like the end of outdoors is now some of the things they are talking about rearranging the schedule and try trying to get the full uh, the seven last seven races in what would you like to see happen what's ideal as a fan
3: I don't think ending it right now is the best thing for for our industry, as a fan, mm-hmm. and not not what I want to see. I agree. And I, I I think with other people hearing from an outside base, not a racer, that it would be a complete whole disadvantage if there wasn't more races to come. I agree. So so you're... I would say that it's not it's not good for it to, to come to an end now. And if they do come to an end, this is me, like, my fantasy thinking. Like, would they crown a champion since the rules do state that it has to be 17% or 70 sorry, 70% uh, through the series in okay. order to crown a champion?
2: Okay, so with that, I've heard that. I heard that on Daniel Blair's main event. And they were talking about it on Pope last night, but nobody can find it in the AMA rule book. So, is that a fact that you know of, or, is, or are you like me and you just heard that as, as you heard that was the case?
3: Oh, I'm not. I can't state that as a fact because okay. I don't. I don't have it. Yeah, I. I do not know where that so that came from.
2: I heard it on main event. That's the first place I heard it, and then I heard it again last night on Pope. And I was watching on Facebook Live, so there's all the people on there, and they're like, "No, it's not there." Um, some of the guys from Pope, I don't remember if it was Marks or one of the guys, but like they can't find it in the rulebook, so I don't know for sure that's a fact. And then does Feld have to follow the AMA rulebook? I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. It's like kind of weird. It's like a weird situation. I don't think they end it as is. I just can't see it. But some of the rumors are like, okay, well, let's if if the Nationals can't reorganize their schedule because look, these tracks have to start promoting now right i mean hangtown's not that Mm -hmm. far away um do they do they go forth and put all that money up or do they cancel or what do they do and if they move if they move races back any some of those contracts are up like right when nationals are over right i mean some of the big contracts so then do you have guys and there's still races going but they're out of contract with the team they've been with it's such a weird like you just i i don't there is no right answer i don't think
3: no, I, I completely agree with you. It's not a fact It's not a fact that I know of the yeah. 70 per, 70%. I am going to look into that. But, yes, yeah, so there's variables to that. If the season doesn't end, is the 450 class not going to be a stack next year because the 250, 250 class, like McElrath, Sexton, other cases where they don't have to move up because they're not getting pointed out?
2: Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it's like, it's oh, crazy. It's
3: such a tough call. And, and I personally, I personally think that Feld has the right away to take away what AMA rule book is. I think they'll do that. Yeah. They'll overcall whatever whatever the AMA
2: pro racing. It, it wouldn't regular. surprise me. Like they, if they if yeah. they can't get a schedule organized, they can't just throw the season away and say, "Well, we can't get dates, we can't get stadiums, football started, or whatever you know." And so we can't just say, "Well, those races didn't count." That's not fair. So I, I think it, right. you know, worst case, they have to say that Eli's the champion.
3: And I agree with you. Um, in all in all matter, I I think uh, it's a good thing if they do if they do cancel it right now. That's just saying for a Thor helmet racer right now, as a as a number seventy one because I'm twentieth in points, I'll get a little paycheck from that. Yeah. And let's call it good. There you go. <laughs>
2: well, only time will tell. I, I really, you know, I, I keep hearing people say it's gonna get worse before it gets better as far as the virus goes, but man, I just mm-hmm. keep hoping that like in a week or two they're gonna be like, Oh yeah, we're good. You know, we, it, we we overreacted and everything's fine, but I don't know, man. It's 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 sketchy, it's scary, and I don't know what to say. It's it's got me a little a little worried, but I'm trying to pretend it doesn't exist.
3: Yeah, and I think everyone else is too. You know, they're kind of just they have that have that mindset of we kind of like got to look p- past it as Trump is declaring people to, um, you know, not worry as much. But at the same time, you got to make sure that you're you're eating and staying safe. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's just a matter of time that we'll tell, and and hopefully everyone is staying safe and kind of going by the guidelines. You know, absolutely. Make sure you're you're distance, distancing yourself and. Um, <laughs> Really, just trying to be healthy.
2: That's it, man. That's all you can do. Well, Ryan, man, I'm yeah, not going to keep can. you any more tonight. Um, I appreciate you coming on, talking a little bit. Uh, I'm super disappointed that the Denver round was canceled because that's where I was supposed to get my Ryan Breeze jersey. So, bombed.
3: I'll, I'll get you one on your way. Don't even uh, worry. We'll,
2: we'll make it happen, man. We'll see each other at some point. Hopefully, hopefully the Vegas thing works out, and you know, and everything's peachy in six weeks. You know, we'll just cross our fingers. Yes.
3: So, yes, and one more thing. like As yeah. you know, do you, have you heard anything more of uh, what's going to go down?
2: As far as the racing or the world?
3: Yes, uh, the race.
2: No, I think it's still uh, – I c- tried to get a hold of Sean yesterday, Brennan, and yep. he said, man, yep. it's still fluid. It's just changing like hourly almost. And, you know, Mathis obviously has his ear to the ground way more than I do, and they don't know much as of last night. It just keeps changing. So, no, there's nothing concrete – um, I think they are hoping they're they're. I think what they're hoping for, best case, is to still do the Vegas round and do a couple back to backs there, and try to do maybe a couple back to backs at uh, Salt Lake City. But that, but it could change, obviously. But that's I yep, think that's the sure. best case. One more question yep. for you: okay. if they were if they were to do a double double header back
3: to back, would they change the track? After night one.
2: That's the talk. Is like you could do it like Monster Cup where they ran it backwards. Yes. That'd be kind of cool. And I thought, you know, I I, I haven't said this to anybody, but I thought what if they decided to say, all right, well let's go back to the triple crowns and now we score those as individual races.
3: There you go. I don't think they can do that
2: because, but that would put Kenny. I mean, Kenny won how many of those, right? I mean, geez, that would change the points. And that, that probably wouldn't be fair either, but it's none of it's fair. None of it's going to be right. Right. So it's not. Anyway, we'll see, man. But um, yep. you and I have to stay in touch. And uh, good luck with these weekend races. And I hope you keep killing it.
3: Yeah, I appreciate you reaching out, buddy. That's cool.
2: Of course, man. You're one of my favorite people in the pit. So I was glad to talk to you.
3: Yeah, you're the man. Make sure all you <laughs> fans, if you guys are listening, follow my social media account at RyanBreeze71. I'm looking for some followers. Go team 71.
2: Let's do it. All right, man. Thanks, Ryan. Thank
3: you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, cheers, Steve. All right.
2: Talk to you soon, bud. See you. Bye. Later. All right, my boy Ryan Brees doing the, the privateer thing, man. He's just got to keep rolling and earning a living. That's pretty cool that he's he's staying positive and finding races and that there's still races out there. That's awesome. Uh, hopefully that will continue, you know, even if it's no, I guess, no spectators. But it's good that these guys can still race, and sure would be nice to see some of these on TV, even if they're just local ferry races. Okay, let's take another break. We'll be back with Carter Halpain. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Entinap. Fly Two Trey, I wear Fly. You wear Fly The 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line. The all new women's light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also
0: has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info.
1: If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X-Pod show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy lock-on grips today.
2: Blood Lubricant Signature Products, Blood Power Sport Series, Blood Racing Pro Series, and Blood Racing Pro Elite Series were all created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. From dirt track to off-road, motocross, supercross, and drag racing, bloodlubricants.com has what you need. Along with their oil lines, Blood Lubricants provides chain loop, degreaser, polyclean, and other top-notch products. Independent tests have shown Blood Lubricant oils to allow your bikes to run up to 30 degrees cooler. Give Jeff Green and Blood Lubricants a try, and you won't be disappointed. Blood Lubricant sponsors of Tyler Powers, Team PRMX, Team TXS, and many other pro supercross and motocross riders. Visit bloodlubricant.com today.
3: Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for
2: street bikes, too. What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Darkside, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why all Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. Allsport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try Allsport Dynamic wrist braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Cevacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock wear in their pro careers. Check them out, all sports, dynamic braces.
1: Powerband Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing best service and products. They are committed to developing new products and improve your ride. They want your suspension to be the best it can be. They're based out of Minneapolis and they're a WP authorized service center and trusted by Ryan Sipes. Many bikes to big bikes, they cover them all. Powerband Racing has your suspension covered. Contact them at 320-983-3400 and follow them on Facebook or Instagram.
2: All right, we are back with our next guest of the night. It's brought to you by Cheruby's USA. For decades, the Cherubis has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. With the products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and alas, the Cherubis has what you need. Visit a or call 1-800-659-1440 and tell Brian Fullerton that the Moto X-Pod show sent you. Tonight, a brings us Privateer Carter Halpain. What's up, Carter? What's up, man? Not a lot, dude. Just uh, talking a little moto tonight. Not uh, not anything too special. How about you?
0: Yeah, just uh, kind of taking, taking a day or so off right now with everything going on, but just uh, trying to figure out the next move.
2: Yeah, I just had Ryan Brees on. That was a big topic of uh, what we were talking about. For guys like yourself, uh, you're not getting paid millions of dollars. You don't have a salary coming in. How do you manage that, man? What are your thoughts for the next few weeks?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm not really sure um, about what's going to happen. I know that just everyone's trying to take it as seriously as possible and uh, have the have the best outlook for everyone. But I'm actually back home, just working the pop right now. We're kind of just making a little money back home for a second while uh, everything's on break, and like get back to riding in a week and a half or so
2: okay so you're back in are you in lubbock back in west texas yes sir all right um yeah so man the texas boys have uh been showing something this year haven't they yeah it's been cool there was uh
0: me and grant Harlan and uh current thurman we've all done done pretty decent this year i feel like it's mine and grant's rookie year yeah i'm not too sure about current i think current has tried it last year maybe yeah, um,
2: I, I think he did a few or uh, no, he said he did Supercross Futures last year. Um, so I think this is his rookie year also. Oh sweet, yeah, yeah.
0: But I, it's just it's it's really tough. But uh, I feel like we've all it pretty good. You know, we we're all around the same age range, so we've all grown up racing all the Texas Winter Series and all that good stuff. So it's cool to just see guys that you've raced for the last decade go up yeah. and race pros with you.
2: Yeah, so did you do some futures last year? Is that how you got your points, I would have to assume?
0: Um, I actually got my points when it was still Arena Cross.
2: Oh, okay. And I think it was
0: 18, I yeah, would say.
2: Yeah, yeah. So what what are you taking away from the few Supercrosses that you got to do so far? I mean, what did you learn? What surprised you?
0: It's really, really long. I feel <laughs> like the biggest thing for me was adapting to a day of racing Supercross. It's... I, in my opinion it doesn't any none of these uh amateur races will prepare you for anything like that i think the closest thing preparation for that was the arena cross series i did two of those and i feel like that was as close as it's gonna get to a super cross race day yeah but that's just been the hardest part for me is adapting and learning the new tracks quick and because i mean we get eight minutes of free practice and then we're out there having to qualify and throw laps down you know
2: have you got a chance to do any of the press days
0: Uh, i did get to do press day in atlanta so that so that made it easier i got to go out and free practice and kind of hammer it
2: yeah even though you don't get to ride the whole track you you at least get a little bit of a feel for the you know some of the rhythm sections and everything um,
0: well actually in atlanta they let the only section we didn't hit was the whoop so oh okay I got to do the whole track so wow. it was pretty it was pretty cool
2: nice yeah yeah um how about daytona man that's uh was that unlike anything you've ever done before or is that or was there something that you kind of could relate it to
0: yeah i feel like if anything that would have been uh one of a good one that i could adapt to quick because i've obviously done uh, uh amateur races there in the day after and so i know the dirt how kind of turn out and stuff like that but it has never broke down like that i mean that 15 minutes in the main was super gnarly and treacherous but yeah it was crazy i had a bike malfunction and free practice so i made a lap in free practice and then they pulled me off and so i basically went out there first qualifying time and just had to <laughs> kind of send some stuff but yeah luckily it was more uh sandy and not too many rhythm sections. but um yeah i got a good start in the heat and Rode it in and rode good, and then got to get started in the main again and kind of tightened up, and then at the end I crashed. So,
2: Well, let's but. talk about that heat race first of all. There's two, The two 250 heats, first lap, were both insane with the whoop section. Um, talk about what that was like because they had changed them since you got rode last. It's dark. The mm-hmm. lights are shining down. You probably can't see very well. Uh, what was it like the first time you hit those whoops? Which heat race were you in, one or two?
0: I was in heat one, so they
2: were fresh. Jeez. Oh, um, I I think I was
0: in. I think I was in. I think I was in about fourth or fifth place on the triple, and I could see that they were pretty peaked out. Like, but you obviously can't tell until you get in them and start hitting them. And so I go into them as normal. I mean, they didn't tell us anything. We didn't get a sight lap or nothing like that. Right. So, we go into them, and a couple of dudes go down in front of me, and I managed to get through them, but it's just it's crazy because they were about half the size and not peaked in practice and so that's how we were hitting them all day and they broke down and then I just think that they should, because they can't give us a side lap at least, to give us a little warning, hey, we built the Wolves up, they're pretty steep you know.
2: Yeah, I think that really comes down to having different track builders for that one race, you know I don't think the Dirtworks guys I think they're a little more in tune with that and keeping everything the same and it's just it's really unfortunate because I mean, guys like Nick Gaines really, you know, got some pretty tough injuries, you know, and it took a lot of guys out.
0: Yeah, that Nick is my teammate, and I I was pumped after my heat because I made the, my first main, and then they all came back and were bummed about him. So it sucks. Um, Wish him a speedy recovery for sure. But yeah, that's what that's what he was saying too. He
2: was like, "Man, that
0: that that shouldn't shouldn't be right um, to just." have kind of stuff like that you
2: know right yeah and i'm sure it's unfortunate that it happened but i'm sure that they, they that will i would have to assume that would never happen again i, I can't imagine um it, it just it sucks that it went the way it did um but carter i want to talk about your history a little bit man um you, have you always lived in texas are you born and bred here uh
0: yep born and raised
2: love it. okay so how did you get started riding i mean lubbock it's pretty far out west. It's not exactly the hotbed of Texas Moto, but like how to get started.
0: Oh uh, yeah, my dad's keeps helping. He's raced forever and he was just basically a guy that rode all the time and raced and all that good stuff and knew a lot of people in the industry and so I uh, he put me we came home from the hospital when I was born and they put me on a dirt bike and then oh, wow. the rest is uh, pretty much how it happened.
2: What is your earliest memory of racing?
0: Man, I remember probably 6 years old out at the local track just being a little guy looking up to all the A-class riders and all that stuff and remembering how fast they were going and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah. So it was instantly you were like that you were all in from day 1 pretty much.
0: Yeah, hooked.
2: That's awesome. Uh, does your, does your dad still get to go with you? Uh, does he, you know, able to travel with you any and see, you know, enjoy the the pro career?
0: Yeah, he, uh, they, my parents came to my, they came to Dallas for sure because of the close one and then they switch off on going to the other ones. Okay. I mean, it adds up quick for flights and hotels and all that stuff for them. So they just take turns, but yeah so pops Pops was the one pops was the lucky one that got to go to daytona for (laughs) (laughs) me
2: that's cool uh talk about your team a little bit how'd that come about and you know um you know obviously there's a big difference in in the teams in the 250 class as you move up the tiers but having some support and uh guys helping you out yeah
0: you know i uh have the whole 3d yamaha racing team family car sports behind me and that's been a huge help honestly and like like I said, my teammate Nick Gaines just there for the extra support or whatever I need to ask him like, hey, like how how's this rhythm section? Is it pretty big or whatnot? Well, I mean he's been doing it for a couple of years, so yeah. he knows all the ins and outs and stuff like that and the team and it's just nice to have someone there behind you to come back to a rig and all that good stuff. And um yeah, Nick Nick is a really big help to me. I sucked when he got hurt, but he uh he helped me out a lot this year. I feel like,
2: yeah, he's definitely uh he got some experience and a very talented kid. Um, you know I, and I I'm friends with guys like John Short and Curran and stuff, so you know I know having some guys just to like you say talk to and be able to kind of chill out with takes probably takes some of the pressure off, especially being a rookie. Um, having somebody to talk to like that that you know they're they're racing you, but they can still give you a little bit of advice at least and kind of keep your head on straight.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, after we got back from practice in Dallas, I was asking him about this 3-3, and he, he was like, man, it's a, you're overthinking it. Once you hit it, you'll be <laughs> fine. And went out there nice practice. and practice, practice and it was nothing. It's just nice to have someone yeah. other than, like, a trainer or a dad that, you know, has done it. He, he was out there in a practice and did it, and he can tell you, hey, man, yeah, you got that all day, you know.
2: Yeah, I completely understand that. Um, but, okay, so go back to your amateur career. Like, who did you, who were your guys that you battled with the most as, you know, a B and an A rider? Who were the guys, whether it be Texas Riders or just, I, I assume you went to Loretta's. What was your group of guys?
0: Uh, probably me and Jordan Bailey were always really, really close competitors. Okay. 50s, the early days, we would always go one, two, everywhere we went. And then. He moved up pretty quick when he got the ride with Husky and it turned into like Shimoda, hmm. Pennerstack. um I mean B and A year there's a ton of those guys like Carson Brown.
2: Yeah. Wow man, yeah, I you mean, once
0: you're, once you're in B and A there's ten dudes deep that can <laughs> are all right there, you know.
2: Yeah, that's that's good, man, because I mean those guys are all doing pretty well and you know, having that experience battling with those guys, um, I think is it's just seeing your results so far as a rookie. I think it, it's only going to get better, man. I mean, it's really, really sucks that the the series is on hold, and you know, hopefully they figure that out because uh, I'm sure you were kind of starting to hit a stride.
0: Yeah, you know, we got we got started pretty late. I had an injury at Loretta's,
2: and so we just took our
0: time and rehab that, and then we were just going to do it on our own and. Just we had bikes and stuff like that and decent support help. And so we were going to do it on our own. And we ended up getting the deal together with 3D. And I didn't start riding until late December. Mm. So I didn't have too much preparation time. We just wanted to fully rehab my shoulder and get all that stuff good. Because, I mean, there's no point in racing like that when you're hurt, of course. And right. so we a uh, little bit late. I mean, under the gun a little bit. But, I mean, it's only a learning experience. You can – you there's nothing better to than to go and get your experience, you know. you Yeah, can, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, um, in the meantime, like you said, you're working with your dad, but do you see yourself trying to hit some local races if people are racing to get gate drops? What are you going to do to stay uh, race ready?
0: Yeah, I'm not too sure at the moment when. We'll start back up, of course, but we'll uh, – I'll go back up to Oklahoma. I, I train at Raynard, so he always has me okay. in the top shape and uh, training with Austin and uh, Dustin Winter and Benny Bloss and those guys. So always, always a good group of guys up there and staying in uh, peak peak shape and not not letting days slip by.
2: Yeah. So is uh, I guess is Derek Rankin up there right now with Bloss? Is he helping?
0: Ben yeah, is- he's he's helping out Bloss now that yeah. Uh, Bogles out.
2: Derek's a good dude, man. I don't know if you're a wrestling fan at all, or if he. I'm sure that's all he talks about it, but. Uh, oh yeah, he
0: wears he pulls up with the shirt and
2: hats on nearly yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah, man. We all we or you know, Bloss gave him the the nickname. Well, somebody else gave him the blo- the nickname Jericho because he's a huge Chris Jericho fan, and Bloss changed it to Derrico. So, um, I call him Derrico. I don't think very many other people do, but yeah, he's he's great, man. I I really really like Derek a lot.
3: Yeah, he's a good dude.
2: Yeah. So what what have you learned the most? What's been the maybe like the one of the number one things that Robbie's helped you with, or even riding with guys like Raynard or um, Austin and, and Bloss? What what are you picking up? Just
0: on how smooth, like the how smooth you need to be, and then the speed will obviously come. Like, I mean, this is Austin's third, fourth, fourth year, something like that, yep. fourth year, and so just the speed will come. You just need to get the right technique and not be one of those guys that goes out there and gets hurt right off the bat. You know, that was my goal. No matter where we're at in the beginning, just stay as smooth as I can and get through the series and just build as much as I can, because there's no, there's no reward in going out there and spending it for a fast lifetime practice and getting <laughs> hurt, you know? So just trying to smart. Yeah. Trying to stay smart as I can, but also push that edge when I need to, there's, it's a fine line, but
2: try to try to stay somewhere in there. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, do you happy? Do you know Shan Garcia from Shock Sox? Yes, I do. I would have to assume everybody knows Shan in Texas, just about. Um, oh yeah. Well, I don't. Do you know Aaron Smith?
3: I'm not too sure about
0: Aaron okay. Smith.
2: Aaron's a uh, former privateer, Texas privateer. He's. Um, God, he's got to be in his mid thirties now, but he's been around for a while and he, he does helmet painting. He paints for BSM paint works. Good friends with Shan Garcia. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know if you knew him, but we're doing a benefit ride day for him March 29th. So in a couple of weeks at Oak Hill, cause, uh, Aaron is in need of a kidney transplant. He, he's having some kidney issues that started last year and uh i don't know if you have any time to come to oak hill on the 29th but if you do man you should come out and throw some laps down even though it's not supercross but you may be back in oklahoma by then yeah
0: we'll see about that i uh all my bikes are in oklahoma right oh, okay. now, but i'll uh i'll for sure see about that we'll see what see what happens in the next few weeks yeah, and,
2: yeah. Uh, go from there. it'll be it'll be fun i think it'll be a lot of guys out there and we've got a bunch of Doing a bunch of giveaways, or not giveaways, but auctions. Like I got a ton of jerseys, Chad Reed, and I got a bunch of stuff that showed up from TLD today that we're going to auction off. It's just going to be fun to hang out and ride, and you know, a bunch of Texas guys having a good time. So I didn't know if you'd have some free time. But Carter, man, it's really been awesome getting a chance to know you, and um, I definitely would like to get you back on here once the series picks back up. And uh, when my producer TJ's in here, TJ knows you a little bit from watching you, um, and we'll talk again.
0: Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was a pleasure, pleasure to be on here and Yep. Yeah, yes, hopefully hopefully everything goes smoothly as possible with this virus and prayers yeah. for everyone, but No kidding. We need to get we need to get back to racing.
2: <laughs> I agree, man. And again, I apologize for last week, dude. I just I had to go buy a new laptop, everything. Last weekend was or last week the show was so insanely stressful. Everything just started I lost I told you I lost the Hunter Lawrence interview. Um yeah, I was just it was a mess, so I, I didn't know if I could interview you and not lose it, too. So,
0: Yeah. No, I completely understand. It's all good.
2: All right, man. Well, hey, good luck, and I hope to see you back out there real soon, bud. Thanks.
0: Well, thank you so much. We'll be in contact.
2: Sounds good, bud. Take care. Bye. See ya. Carter Halpane, Yeah, give him a follow on Instagram, social media. Young Texas kid, man, making it happen. Um, really cool. Guys, I'm going to wrap this thing up. As always, thanks to all our sponsors the Cheruby's, X-Brand, Goggles, William Motor Work, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Works Wheels and Mods, and Extreme Colors. Um, please, if you can, support us on Patreon. Um, I know right now there's not going to be – I assume we're going to keep doing shows. I mean, we will. I don't know about next week right now. We'll just see, uh, as long as we can get some content, get riders on, we'll do some stuff. Uh, Not a lot of racing to talk about, clearly. So we'll just have to see how things go, but we appreciate all your support. Um, Keep it up. Let us know if there's anything we can do. If there's anybody you want us to interview, maybe we can make some one-offs happen. Um, Once again, thanks for all our entries into our contests. We'll keep those things going. And uh, like I said, hopefully we'll be back next week. If not, the following week. Let us know what you think. See ya.